Welcome to episode 13 of the Worship is Life podcast, where worship equals relationship and relationship is the purpose of life. I'm your producer, Taylor Marshall, and today's guest is my friend and mentor, Sharon Pomeroy, an amazing woman of God who is impacting my life in an amazing way right now. And here is your host, Todd Marshall. Thank you, Taylor. Yeah, we're so excited about this conversation. Um, Mm -hmm. I am just now meeting Sharon, uh, but I'm so appreciative for the impact she's having in your life. We'll Mm -hmm. be talking about that. But before we talk to Sharon, um, I just want to give you an opportunity, Taylor. I know when this episode is released, it'll be just a few days after you have done a special video shoot. So tell our listeners a little bit about that. Yes, I'm very excited and I am put in many, many hours into the audio preparation and the um, creative preparation and, you know, all, you know, set design, stuff like that, lighting. Um, I got a big video shoot coming up in here in March, and it's going to be a little sneak peek here for our podcast um, members and listeners here. It's going to be, I'm shooting two videos, so they're going to be in the same setting. One is going to be um, the music video for an, an unreleased pop song I have called Better Off This Way that nobody knows about coming out probably this summer. We're still picking a final release date for that. And then the other one is a mashup um, cover of one of my favorite artists, and I won't quite give that information out yet, but I'm doing a big mashup cover of one of my favorite artists, multi, you know, top songs. Really excited about that, and mm-hmm. we're shooting both videos in one day. So that's a big update um, with yeah. my music coming up here, and we'll keep you guys posted on when you can watch those videos. Very good, very good. Looking mm-hmm. forward to it. Mm-hmm. Well, looking forward to this conversation. And Sharon, welcome to the Worship is Life podcast. Well, thank you. It's my honor to be with y'all today. Yeah, Sharon, you are amazing, and we're thankful to have you on here. Um, I was thinking back on exactly when this was, and I believe it was early December 2020. And I was um, in Dallas uh, doing some worship ministry, and we had a free evening, and we came to Upper Room, um, which I know, you know, Upper Room in Dallas, amazing location and church, uh, lots of prayer ministry, and I know um, that you, you know, attend there quite a bit. And so um, I was just walking back and forth. It was kind of a, a lightly attended worship night, prayer and worship night. Um, we were only there for an hour and I, you know, 2020, as you know, was a year of a lot of transition for me. My first year on the road, I had just kind of had a year of singleness, all this different stuff. Um, and I was just praying, you know, just praying, walking back and forth, just enjoying being there. I'd never been there before. And I just noticed you there praying, you know, praying in the spirit and just whatever you were just praying. And something small in me just said, have her pray for you. And I can't believe that I almost didn't do that (laughs) because I'm so thankful that I did, Sharon. I walked over and I said, hey, my name's Taylor. Um, Would you pray for me? And you said, of course. And you prayed and prayed and prayed. And it was probably 25 minutes. And I remember you prayed and prophesied over me. And it was just, you literally hit multiple things that resonated with my spirit 
that I was just dealing with in that season of life, you know, still currently, um, you know, a confirmation, encouragement, just, you just blessed me through that. And I, you know, walked away from that and was so encouraged. And then you came back and you said, Hey, the Lord just told me to give you this. It's not much, whatever. And the, the blessing you had, the Lord provided through you, Sharon was to the penny of what I had to, you know, come up with for that worship trip. So, you know, all that different stuff was just like God was speaking through you, using you. And I just said, this is amazing. I love your heart for prayer. Is there any way, you know, we could continue to just pray together? I live in Minnesota. I know you live in Texas. But um, so we've been chatting on the phone and just praying through life, praying through whatever comes up. And, uh, I, you know, I consider you a prayer mentor of mine and just love your love for Jesus, your love for people, and your love for the Word of God. It's amazing. Well, thank you very much. I I appreciate it, and it was um, great to meet you and um, I do love God's people and I love the lost. So it's good to do good when it's on our ability to do so. Amen. Amen. That's really good. Sharon, does anything stand out to you in your memory about that first encounter with Taylor? Um, I mean, to me, it sounds like what was coming out of you was just the natural gifting that you carry to sense and to pray over people. But was there anything specific that jumped out with you in that first encounter with Taylor? Well, um, I just, you know, remember we prayed and we talked and it was, you know, great. And then after we finished, I, like I said, I believe the Lord spoke to me to bless him with a little a little bit of um little bit of currency, right? Mm-hmm. So when we hear that, um, it's, you know, it's good to do good when it's in our ability to do so. Mm. You know, I think if, we're, if we hear something, if it's not something bad, we can just be free to do it. We don't have to over worry about, or is it God or not? If it's good, it's okay to do it. Yeah. And, um, we can be free in that. Yeah. Yeah. And what you're describing is exactly, um, what we talk about here in in what how God describes worship in His relational pattern of revelation and response. So you hear from God, uh, the invitation is there to respond, and then and then you respond. And I just believe with all my heart that's how God describes worship. And so hearing that uh, description come from you is is awesome. Well, thank you. Yeah. So, tell us a little bit about your um, your life. Like, where I I don't know everything about you. So, where did you grow up? And tell us about your family story. Sure. Um, oh, sorry, it kind of cut out for a sec. Um, yes, I grew up in Dallas, and um, I'm one of four children. I'm the youngest, and um, um, I didn't grow up in a Christian home, but my my parents were kind and. Um, at 13, I heard the gospel, just, you know, the raw gospel about Jesus, the good news. Actually, one of my sisters had heard about it, and she told me. So I prayed, and I was born again, and, um, you know, I had that experience, and I just changed my life. You know, no mm-hmm. one had to tell me or anything, and um, so I was born again. And then, actually, when I was 23, which was 10 years later, God was speaking to me you know, kind of saying, I want you to grow. I want you to walk with me. And I'm like, okay, you know, and I did that call. When I was a teenager, I didn't really know how to maneuver through that, you know. Mm -hmm. So 
And then I think he did also speak to me at 18 a little bit, and I, I wasn't really uh, wanting to listen very much then. So I, I do think there's seasons of God dealing with people. I think there are seasons of five and seven years where God speaks to people, the lost and the saved. There's just seasons of change and seasons of God speaking. That's what I've noticed. A lot of people have encounters at 23. I had a big encounter at 23. Many people I talked to, 23 just huge in people's lives. So, well, you know, I just God turned 23. <laughs> Oh, wow. Awesome. Awesome. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome. And so, um, so you, yeah, so Dallas, Texas, I had never been to Dallas before. Um, I'd never been to Texas except for a layover. So I really just enjoyed your city and the people. It was just refreshing. It was kind of a combination for me of, you know, I've been to Florida and Phoenix, and now I live in the Midwest. Um, and it was just a really nice combination of all those things, including the people, just nice people. And I just enjoyed it. Oh, well, wonderful. Yeah. Well, what, tell us more about, um, your story. So you talked a little bit about, you know, up to kind of age 23, what has life been like for you from then until now? Okay. Well, um, I started reading the word of God, um, a lot, just reading, reading, reading. And um, God had spoke to me to read it and to apply it. So I read the word and I applied it and it became true in my life. Hmm. Um, I had regular things people dealt with, like migraines. I was delivered of migraines because hmm. the word of God, God delivers us. Mm-hmm. Actually, actually, at that time, I was smoking. You know, I was a smoker mm-hmm. um, and I was delivered of nicotine. Wow. And um, yeah, and then I had fear. Like most people have different levels of fear. I was delivered of fear. Hmm. So probably from 23 to 27, God was really working and working. And I was enjoying him. But in that process, I was going through all those things I was learning. So he'll kind of love you and hug you and help you and grow you. And then he delivers you. It's just that process, that sanctification. But we can feel good when we first start the journey. We can feel the righteousness is Christ. Mm-hmm. We wear his righteousness and he loves me. He's not mad at me. Right. <clears throat> so he work, pulls out the weeds and plants the good seeds. So he uh, did all that. And then after I had received a lot of healing, a lot of deliverance, and it was just in the word, you know, it says, mm. ask, believe and receive that our joy may be full or speak to the mountain to be gone, believe and it shall be. And we learn to do the word of God. We believe it, but we learn to do it. Mm. And as we do it, the Holy Ghost will work it out. And then we get a victory and we get a victory. And then we know others, hey, God will do that for you. Mm-hmm. God will do that. His word says that he will do that. So we're confident in God and Christ and the Holy Spirit. He's no respecter of persons. It does say what he does for one. He will do for another. Mm. So I think if we just learn to, you know, like hit the softball, hit the ball, hit the ball. We learn to flow and walk in the things of God with so the good. Holy Spirit's help. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's so cool. Um, something that we've talked about is just sharing, sharing God's love in everyday life. You know, um, sometimes that just looks like encouraging somebody. Sometimes it's stopping and sharing the gospel, you know. 
Um, what is yeah. that? What does that look like right now in your life? Because I know, you know, I'll let you share. I know it's a big part of your life. What does that look like for you right now? Um, well, I'm just think we need to be aware of people, you know, like if we go to work or if we go to the store, just to be aware of people where they are. And um, we can tell I like to I'm, I, I like evangelism. I like to if someone's you're having a conversation personally before I leave them. I like to tell them, you know, God loves you. Jesus loves you just to relate. I'm being nice because of Jesus. Right. Mm-hmm. I do like to uh, say that. And then you can tell sometimes that people are having problems or maybe in a, a bad situation. Then you can just tell them, you know, God has great plans for you because mm-hmm. whatever his plan is at birth is always God's plan. So I think we are to edify and encourage people. And we need to think good of people. If mm-hmm. people are unsaved or saved, we need to think good of people. Mm-hmm. God does not look at people and think, oh, all, all these people, all these problems. He looks at them and says, I love them. I want them to know me. I want to be in a relationship and I will restore their soul and their body. So I think we need to go about, you know, doing good and being a good representation of Christ. And that's with people in general and also people in the church. Sometimes people get real aggravated with the the, the people in the uh, body of Christ, but they're all being changing and growing. So we need to be merciful and kind with people. And if someone's more mature, they need to be kind when people are changing and growing and tell them, you know, God will help you. Jesus will help you. You know, we don't want to start off in grace and then put legalism on people. Mm-hmm. They need to grow in the life of God. The goodness of God brings people to him. His mm-hmm. goodness. His mm-hmm. goodness. So I think, you know, I like to give out tracks. I really uh, think tracks are awesome. You can get a track from the store, Billy Graham track, or make your own track, just the gospel being about being born again. And then you can tell them you can walk with Jesus. You can be a disciple. But as we give people these papers, people are hungry and Mm. they will take them. They will read them. Mm. It's been known for people to read tracks a hundred or 200 times before Mm. they're safe. Mm. Especially if they have a lot of drug addiction or alcohol and they're having a lot of, um, you know, thinking situations. Hmm. So just go about, you know, and we don't want to, you know, minister out of <clears throat> law or rules. So we kind of want to learn to do it in the overflow. Mm-hmm. So if we spend time talking to God, you know, morning, noon and night, can constantly talk to God and Jesus, read the word, be with him, be with him. Then you automatically know how to flow in situations. If people are stressed and frustrated, it's good just to pull away five minutes and just be still and ask God to help us calm down, you know, because it takes a while to work out all these things. But the longer we walk with God, uh, to my understanding and what I've seen in my life and others, it starts getting worked out. It does get easier. It does get easier. Sharon, I love how naturally you talk about hearing God speak to you. And I love our listeners to hear from our individual interviews what it's like for that particular person to hear from God. So how can you put it into words? How would you describe what it's like when you hear God speaking to you or directing you? Okay. Um, I am a hear. I actually kind of will hear in my heart 
So if you're a hearer, you kind of perceive or you hear something. If you're a seer, you have visions and dreams. Okay. Some people tend to be more here. Some people be more seers. I am more a here, but I do see now some. Um, so like a friend of mine, they will get a dream and they'll see somebody at work and they'll tell them what they the dream was. They're a seer. Well, mine, I will just like if I'm out and about, like if I hear they need gas money, just a random person, especially, you know, under 30 it doesn't hurt to give someone five dollars. Oh, here's here's a, a blessing for you. Hmm. And they literally sometimes will go, I need a gas money. You know, we don't have to say God said, give me this gas money. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we just say this is for you because people are crying out and then we're trying to share God's love and care with them. So then also you go with peace, go out with joy and be led in peace. The word of God says in Proverbs. So if you're going somewhere you know, like, you know, wherever it is, if you have a choice, go to a place, place, it's good to go with the most peace, just go with the peace of God. Mm -hmm. And then if someone has not established peace in their life yet, and they still have a lot of confusion and stuff, that's not uncommon. Just keep it simple and say, God, I'm walking with you. I'm trusting you. You will help me. You will help me. But uh, mainly you just, um, for me, I'll just hear information or even speak to them this or speak to them that. And Hmm. then I just casually speak. I don't say, oh, the Holy Spirit told me to say that. Mm -hmm. I don't do that. Mm -hmm. I just say, I think that you'd be great at this or you have this. If they're in Christ, they know what is going on. Mm -hmm. If they're not, they still know. But we want to always focus on Jesus. Jesus gets a credit. Oh, that happened. Well, Jesus... I give Jesus a credit. I give Jesus a credit. And we also want to try not to name drop. You know, if somebody, you know, somebody gets healed today on the street and you and a friend are with them, you don't have to say, I laid hands on somebody and they got healed. You can say, I know someone that laid hands on somebody and they got healed. We want to keep Hmm. lifting up God and Jesus. And as we walk in him in that secret place, doing his work, it just gets better and better. So you describe yourself as a hearer. And I'm listening to how you're describing that happens. Um, would you say it's like it's like you hear um, you hear God's voice interrupting your thoughts? Like you hear a thought from God coming into your thoughts? Yeah. Is that a fair way to describe yeah. it? Yes, I do. I hear it in my. I think it's from my spirit or the Holy Spirit, but He speaks to my my heart or my thought, that information. Mm-hmm. Like usually when I'm, at, you know, I have always have gospel papers. So you have them, you have, are available to give them out. I will hear, give them a gospel paper. I will hear that. Mm, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very cool. And sometimes if you look at someone and you don't feel to give them a paper, that's okay too. You know, you can just say, God help them. Because Jesus did what the Father led him to do. So we want to try to be led of exactly. God. Exactly. Yeah. Anything, we're just trying to do what we feel led to do, and it's it's so interesting because it is a mystery. It's a it's myster- it's a mysterious process. It's not something that you could can prove in a courtroom or in a scientific laboratory, but it's but it's very real, and and it involves both sides. So every relationship involves at least two persons. So it's hearing from God. A part of that is our role in that is to be intentional in listening. 
We stay in that place. What you're describing is staying in that place of listening to God, staying in that place of looking to God, and staying in that place of responding to God. That's our part in, in that mysterious relationship. So very, yeah. very cool. Yeah. Do, you yeah. Have a, yeah. do you have a story that sticks out to you, Sharon, of um, like what's like your favorite memory of – you know, just being obedient and all of a sudden, you know, some, you know, God just does something in front of you or a, or a provision is needed or a, a provision is met or something. What's one, what's one of your favorite memories? Um, well, one thing that happens that, um, that I, <laughs> for instance, like the main thing when I'm, you know, when I do speak to people, like just tell them Jesus loves you or God loves you when I'm talking to people. It always, um, I'm thankful when the people are touched, you know what I mean? When they yeah. are touched. Mm-hmm. I, and, and many times if you're revealing the issues of their heart, like you might think, you know, this might be going on. Or you might hear like if they have a job problem, you might say you might have, be having difficulty in your job, but God will help you. And men and women, when you start speaking, you see their face and, and it's like, you know, they know. So I would say in general... That is um, amazing, you know, and I'm not oh, yeah. doing it just to be doing it, but, right. um, but God has taken excellent care. And many times, for instance, we can trust God with our finances. We can trust him with our friends. We can trust him with our life. I have had a lot of different things happen where I was in transition, for instance, when I was younger. And God would say, uh, like, for instance, he would lead me. For instance, I was looking for a place to live when I was like in my mid-30s. Had stuff like this will happen, and God would say, I want you to go to this meeting or go there. I would feel led. I didn't know why, and I would go. And then he would say, you're going to meet somebody here, and you're going to end up being roommates with them. So that night, I remember uh, I it was like a, a get-together and just a lot of people. And then I was just talking to some people, so I met a lady named Fran, and I said, oh, hi, you know, I'm Sharon, and I was looking for a roommate and stuff. She goes, oh, yeah, I'm looking for a roommate, too, you know. Wow. So we ended up being roommates, and it was an <laughs> amazing, beautiful house, like a two-story house in Wiley. I mean, it was gorgeous, and mm. she was an amazing um, friend. So that type of mm. leading, you know, That's we cool. can trust the Lord. I think it's mainly just to focus one day at a time, plan for the future, pray for the future, but it says, don't worry about tomorrow. Today mm-hmm. has enough dealings of its own. So to live in everyday moment is very important in life. Mm-hmm. Everybody's life usually has three good things going on and three difficult things. And we're to focus on the good things so we can stay in the, the river mm-hmm. and the flow of life. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's cool. Um, <clears throat> Sharon, something that I... Um that I, you know, when people ask me about my mentors or, you know, what that looks like, I just am encouraged, um, by the way that you, your language, something that I've said is like every second or third sentence from Sharon is, is a promise from scripture. And I love that about you and your faith. So can you tell us a little bit about, um, your prayer life? I'm just, you know, I'm inspired by you and your language. So what does, you know, what does your prayer life look like? Because we've talked about loving people and being kind and evangelism, but that's separate than, you know, the secret place with the Father. So 
Talk to us a little bit about that. And, you know, we'll have listeners listening to this podcast. So why don't you share about your prayer life, if you would, and then something to encourage somebody listening who might be struggling with that or who doesn't really have much of a prayer life. Okay, very good. Um, yes, I I think it's just good wisdom if you're just starting out walking with the Lord, you know, to say, okay, Lord, I'm going to, you know, give you this amount of personal time, one-on-one time, you know. So um, I think when people, uh, when you would start out, you would just spend like 30 minutes just, you know, reading, talking to Jesus, talking to God, just learning the word and reading, okay? I like to spend reading and praying in the morning. I like to do it in the mornings. And then no matter what job I have or what's going on, I personally, after work, I like to spend 30 minutes or more with the Lord, with Jesus and God. I will pray. I will read because you've been stressed out at work, right, a little bit sometime, and then you get his peace again. Mm. You get his peace. And then um, after that, then I'll have kind you'll be refreshed. You'll just be like you just woke up, like you didn't Mm. even work all day. That's cool. You know? Um, And then um, after that, of course, in the evenings, it's good to abide again. And um, I love also spending, it might sound like a lot, but you can spend one, two, or three hours with the Lord's, Just schedule that time, you know, like on a Saturday or Sunday afternoon and just spend time with God. And and just, um, you know, when you first start doing, you might feel a little bored or what's going on. And that's okay. That's all right. But just read and be still. Learn to be still with God and know that he's God. And when you're being still, he can actually learn to tell you important information Mm. when you write it down. Yeah, if we th- talk to him all day and read and then we just jump up and leave, he didn't have time to say anything. Yeah, that's great, but Sharon. Because yeah, yeah, I think um, I think one of the reasons people are overwhelmed by the idea of praying lengthy is the feeling of, okay, what am I going to pray about? What am I going to say to God for that long? And we tend to miss the part that you just spoke of, and that is the being still and listening. And honestly, that, that, is a, that is a huge part of not just my set-aside one-on-one time, but at going throughout the day, going throughout the day that we would call the work day or going throughout the part of the day that's the fun time and the entertainment time. Uh, but just that posture, that attitude of, of listening, whether you can be by yourself and you're just being still and spending time listening or whether you're on a walk and you're just being intentional about listening or whether you are being engaged in activities and you can't give as much of a listening ear, but you're still in that attitude of, of Lord, I'm your child. I'm your friend. I'm your servant. Um, I'm involved in this activity, but I'm, I'm also listening. I've, I've got one ear tuned to you. So that's great. Yes. Yes. And I, I do, um, I also do have my prayer language, you know, where I pray in the spirit mm-hmm. and I pray in English, pray in the spirit, pray in English. Some people have that. Some people might not have it yet, but I think it is an excellent tool if you really want to spend many, many hours praying. Um, I think that is a, a good key to that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um because when you uh, you pray in the spirit a while, then you'll know what to pray in English or Spanish. And um, when pe- many times when people do ask for that, if they do ask for it, two things that the enemy normally tells the people, once they start hearing that, 
they will hear you're making it up, which they're not, and it sounds funny, mm. and it does not. Mm-hmm. Even my father, my natural dad, he gave his life to Christ like 15 years before he left, you know, before he went to heaven. And um, and he got his prayer language, okay? And um, he would pray in it some, and I was just like thinking, oh, God, you know, I wonder what my dad is praying, right? Mm. And, and I felt the Spirit of God said he's praying comfort. Mm. He's older and he's comfort. And basically that is for the people in God. That's the communication. And then there's a diverse tongue, which is a message and interpretation. That is a different type of tongue. But um, I personally believe when people get their prayer language, it makes things 60 or 70% easier across the board. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if there's any controversy, you know, going mm-hmm. on about all that. But, uh, just my personal opinion, it's very easy for me to pray a long period of time, you know, pray in English, pray in the Spirit, read the Word. But then after we do all that, you know, we go to the mountain to be with the Lord, and then we go to the valley to, mm-hmm. to deal with relationships in life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Sharon, if you had, um, my last question for you is if you had, you know, 30 or 60 seconds to just encourage um, people with one piece of advice, if that's all they could take away, what, what's just your biggest encouragement to somebody that you could, that you could give? I would say that God is with you. The Holy Spirit is in you. If you're a born again believer and he will bring you into success, Mm. he will bring to that. And you are complete in Christ and to just bring your thoughts captive to what the word says just bring your thoughts captive and he loves you. He's with you and he will do us good and not evil all the days of our life. So we can be confident in his word and in Christ, even when it doesn't look like it, it's okay. It is true that God will bring success for everyone because he's an expert of that. Mm. That's really good. Thank you, Sharon. Well, before we end here, um, this is the moment where we bring on our, honorary member of the podcast okay so i'm just gonna um patch him in here so um billy bob mccall you are on with my friend sharon pomeroy oh i'm on with sharon the mighty woman of god is this sharon yes it is hi sharon i'm so honored to speak with you I mean, I know a thing or two about a thing or two, and I got to tell you what young Master Taylor, how he talks about you. He just loves you so much, and and I'm so thankful and so blessed of how you're speaking into his life, and I just just can't thank you enough for that. And I got to let you know, Sharon, that you and I, you know, we do have something in common, and that is... We're both from the South. Now, I know I sound like I'm in a little different kind of part of the South than you, but nevertheless, we're both from the South. Now, you, you, I know, I know you're from Texas, and I, I got to tell you, I've never been to Texas, but here's what I hear. Here's what I hear about Texas all the time. Texas is big. Everything in Texas is big, 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 big. So, Sharon, sounds like you've been there pretty much all your life. So, what, 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 what's big about Texas? What is it that's so big about Texas? 
I would say that Jesus and God and the Holy Spirit is big in Texas, <laughs> and they are big in all the other states. <laughs> well, that wasn't the answer I was expecting, but I but it makes sense. It makes sense. It makes sense. Well, what else? Come on, what else is so big about Texas? Well, I would say that uh, many people want to do big things in Texas with God's help, right? And uh, mm-hmm. a lot of friendliness, as long as they are walking in God's care, if they're not bitter and unforgiving. Bitterness makes people kind of <clears throat> mean. But, you know, people want good. But, of course, the main thing is if they're born again, they can really flow in the river of life. Wow. That's the, the big key. So I think there's many followers of Christ in Texas. Wow. Well, I love I love how you take the idea of Texas is big and describe it that way. That is just, just beautiful, 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 beautiful. Well, it's been an honor to speak with you, mighty woman of God. And uh, I just, I just look to the day that, that we would meet each other in person. So you. That sounds terrific. That's, oh, that's great. That's great. God bless you, Sister Sharon. God bless you. Thank you so much. Well, thank you, Sharon, for letting us bring in Billy Bob McCall. That's a special treat for our, lesson, our listeners here. And uh, it's just been wonderful chatting with you in this scenario, hearing more of your story. And I really believe that our listeners are going to be encouraged and might even find this as a podcast to come back to when they need some encouragement and Mm -hmm. just be refreshed by your story and your heart. So thank you so much, Sharon. Absolutely. Thank you, Sharon. It's been so great meeting you. All your uh, viewers and we declare great things for each of them. And we agree in Jesus name. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. God bless. Goodbye now. God bless y'all. For resources and to find out more about Worship is Life, head to worshipislife.org. My name is Sharon Pomeroy, and you're listening to the Worship is Life podcast.